0: Welcome to the ABQ Accent, where catalysts, innovators, and risk takers share what their accent is on their work. Like a spoken accent, we all have an inflection or emphasis on where we put our energy. Join us to learn how these folks are putting their accents to work, building their vision of the future, and how you can get involved. Hello and welcome so much. I'm um, very excited to talk to Shana Baker today on the Albuquerque Accent. Thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot to talk about today, and I wanna just give a little bit of background about you, and then I'm gonna open the floor for you to share more, even things that I imagine I don't know, having known you for so long. Uh, Ms. Shana Baker was uh, raised in Texas, and we have the privilege of having her be a Lobo alumni from the UNM Law School, 2022 or 2002? Yes. Yeah, time flies. Uh, And she's also a founding member of Albuquerque Involved, And if you haven't heard of that, we're going to talk a little bit about that and and definitely plug it. Um, This is a member-based giving group here in town. There's also a lot of volunteer activities that they take part in. And um, for a very long time, you've been managing the, you could say, day-to-day operations. But I think we're working on integrating more of the board members into all the operations. And I think that's a unique thing about that particular organization. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So overall, I mean, your background is in legal work, uh, but you also have experiences in political campaigning, small business development, and I know that you still do a lot of advocacy work in addition to your board member roles. So how's that for at least the start to get you and then to get you to back up on who you are and where you come from? That's great.
1: That's great. I appreciate that. Um, So I am not a native New Mexican, but I feel like I am. So I grew up in Texas, but my dad and his wife and my brothers and sisters were here. And so my husband and I like to joke that we had the opposite schedules, um, that I was in Santa Fe over Christmas break and during the summer, um, and he was the opposite. Um, So we always say that, We could have met on a Southwest Airlines flight going back and forth from Dallas to Mm -hmm. Albuquerque, but we never did. Um, But I came to Santa Fe. Um, after graduating from college um, and working um, in D.C. for a little while Mm -hmm. um, for a presidential campaign a very, very long time ago um, and started working there and really fell in love with the idea of UNM as a law school. Mm -hmm. Law school had been an idea that I'd toyed with at Smith, um, but Smith is on the East Coast. Everyone I knew that went from college went to Harvard and Yale and had a very different Mm -hmm. idea of law school Mm -hmm. than what UNM is. Um, So the clinical practice about UNM and really Mm -hmm. getting to help people Mm -hmm. at the moment you start having it be um, a public interest law school, having it be an extremely affordable law school um, so that it is open and accessible to way more people than what I think of as a traditional Ivy League East Coast law school. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, So. I forgot where we were going, but that's what brought me to Albuquerque, to law school. Um, And then really fell in love with the idea of, um, you know, Albuquerque is a really great manageable size, right? People know each other. People have the ability to connect with each other. Um, And so as you were mentioning, Albuquerque Involved is really an idea that, um, you know, my law school roommate and I came up with um, and uh, still do that you know, here 10 years later, a way that we really felt like people could get involved in their community, but didn't really know how. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that um, I came from, you know, volunteering in high school, Key Club and community service and things like that. Um, And so really just to bring it and put it in a, people need things in a nice little package so they know what to expect when Mm -hmm. they get there. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we talk a lot at Albuquerque Involved about, we will find out the place where you should go volunteer. We will find out, you know, we need to make sure there's the right number of them, where you're gonna park, what door you're gonna walk in. Um, And it really does take those things, I think, to help a lot of people sort Mm -hmm. of overcome their barriers to getting up and going and doing something for the community on a
0: Saturday or whenever. Mm -hmm. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're thinking so much about the experience. You're curating an event for volunteers that might not have ever gone and, and gotten out of their shell or their community and mm. their bubble to do something new. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think we... And take and, their kids.
1: Yes, and take their kids. Well, curating is exactly right. And when we started, you know, it's been 10 years, um, but when we started, my oldest was seven. Um, and so we knew that we wanted them to learn, you know, everybody on the board had kids about that age. Mm-hmm. And we knew we wanted to show them that volunteering wasn't something that you just do right around christmas right. right which we still in america really have that culture unfortunately um and so we wanted them to see that it's something you do every day they didn't quite understand the philanthropy part about it but they do now and as they've gotten older and so we looked for events that Again, we really were going to help, right? We talked to a lot of executive directors. We work with a lot of small organizations that don't have volunteer coordinators Mm -hmm. um, and say, you know, what do you need done? Do you need the office painted? Do you need the carpet pulled up? Do you need these kinds? And so um, also Dathan just likes doing stuff like that, um, (laughs) which is the other reason why we do a lot of yard work and pull a lot of weeds because those are the things that organizations don't want to have to use. They're already... Underpaid, overworked mm-hmm. staff True. for, um, and so those are things that we can come in and try to take that load off a mm-hmm. little bit. So it is it is a nonprofit for nonprofits, exactly. as much as it is um, a nonprofit that helps community mm-hmm. members find where they want to volunteer.
0: Right. And I know that over the last ten years, it's been evolving and growing in its own ways. What do you think is the maybe the most uh, noticeable growth or change evolution piece of the organization for you?
1: To me, I think it is that we don't have to explain why we're doing what we're doing so much anymore, yeah, right? We true. did spend a lot of, well, we could go all the way back to me. <laughs> 10 years ago, I would, I'd spent months calling in people and saying, can I come interview you when we need to give you this money? Oh, interesting. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. and the grant was only $1,000 then, it was also 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that we were showing people who we were and trying to say, can we give you this money? Um, and that it was a very small, group we um used to joke that we knew everybody that was on the role on the Mm -hmm. membership roles um so the most notable difference is is size and scope i think Mm -hmm. um even though we're not in every you know the first thought on everybody's mind when it comes to volunteering or public service Mm -hmm. um, it is widely spread enough that people think of us both a family that wants to get involved but doesn't know if the kids are allowed or what kind of shoes you're supposed to wear or where to go um offices and things like that that want to do a mm. team building mm-hmm. um, exercise and instead of going and doing something in the woods they want to pass out food to the community or do something. Um, and so the fact that we are on people's radar um, but also that we don't have to explain why we're doing what we're doing and, yeah. and that's more about the grant piece I guess so we've talked a lot about the volunteerism right. but the philanthropy piece for Albuquerque Involved um, is This idea that you may have a little bit of money that you can donate to put back into the community. Mm -hmm. But if you don't feel like that's enough to make an impact, you have to put it together with everybody else that feels like that and give it the money away so that it's actually impacting a nonprofit. So we can you can give any amount of money that you want. We have members. I have members that have given for three years and have still only given a dollar a month um, and they vote every month and they come and look at what are, what organizations we're giving to, um, but that we can turn that members, literally turn her dollar mm-hmm. into $3,000 every month um, mm-hmm. and she can feel like she is doing that is really sort of, that was the goal, that yeah. was the purpose. And some people give $25 a month and some people have their kids join and yeah. do $5, um, but it's just a way to sort of, let's pool our money so that we can buy something bigger.
0: hmm yeah, there's a whole trajectory there that you, you mentioned a couple of pieces, and maybe we should talk a little bit about the structure, if you will, of the organization. Because it's, as we said, it's a member-based group, but the volunteer activities, you don't have to be a member to be Correct. involved.
1: The membership base is really only a, um, that's just a way of describing how people are giving, mm-hmm. right? When we think about giving once a year at the end of the year or whenever it is and given bigger sums, This kind of making volunteerism and philanthropy part of what you do every day Mm -hmm. is more how this model fits. Mm -hmm. So I sign up and give my $25 a month. Um, It's an automatic transaction off your credit card. Um, and every month you get to see where the money goes. Some months you can be very involved and look at all the nonprofits and go to their websites and see what they're up to. And some months if you have a lot more going on in your life and you don't have the time or bandwidth to see who those three organizations are, you can know that we are still responsibly um, investing your money every month and saying here are three local nonprofits who have told us that this you know, relatively small amount of money will actually help them or add to another project project. project um that's so we call it membership just because it's a monthly recurring giving donation as Mm -hmm. opposed to something that you just do once a year members can um members can come to the monthly service projects but anybody can come to the monthly service projects we put them on eventbrite we put them on our website i'm sure those things sound really old to any young person who's listening so if any young person wants to tell us how <laughs> we, a, better way, a way. better way to find young people to come to things. We would be, we're, we're taking suggestions. Um, but the social media presence that you've been such a huge part of to really get mm-hmm. our name out there so that people, you know, so that people don't have to end that thought process with, you know, I should really go out and do something. And we like to be there to fill in that mm-hmm. spot to say, yep. And here's two things you can come do with us and we'll, and we'll meet you there and yeah. we'll have on a t-shirt and a name tag and you'll know who we are and we can, Hand you a bottle of water and tell you where you're supposed to go, Um, which helps, again, as we talked about, break down those barriers for people and make lives easier for some of these smaller nonprofits who to put on a volunteer event takes more work than to not.
0: Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, I I think I I want to acknowledge that your answer in the evolution of it really, (laughs) (laughs) I want to make you blush, has so much to do for the of the work thanks to you that you've been doing over the years for those either one-on-one calling or reaching out to organizations to tell them to apply to the grant, looking for very active board members, getting other families involved. There's a a growth there that's reflective of the people who are already members and leaders on the board that um, there's a reason that you're a curator and have stayed for so long. Mm -hmm. because And and that's why so many of us have joined because we really believe in that. um, While membership is a recurring thing and it's a, it's a transaction and give us an opportunity to have a voice in where the money goes it is it's also a bit of a, a culture that you guys are trying to develop in that and this is where i'm going in the philanthropy trajectory yes. of where somebody could be in their own life just with what they have and what the, what they're capable of. doing. absolutely
1: absolutely when we talk about and we've had you know groups of college students that have you know joined us for a while and different every different age group every different kind of person knows that, I think they know that one of the ways that you can feel better about your situation is to look out and look out into the world and see, right? I mean, we, of course, I will take this woman's dollar every month to give to philanthropy because she has a dollar that lots of people don't have. And so that's incredibly important for everyone to see, I mean, to see where they are in the world and how they can, no matter what they have, um,
0: they can help somebody else. Right. Okay, so, gosh, <laughs> there there are a lot of things that I want to be sure people understand about Involved and how to get involved um, before we're done talking today. And I also want um, to understand a little bit more about you. Yes. And um, while Albuquerque Involved is a huge piece of your life and a huge piece of your heart, there are some really amazing things that I think you're also putting into the community through, through you know, being on a board or or volunteering on your own that maybe some of us don't even know about. You just sort of do your own thing. Uh, and you're you're i want to also acknowledge that you're a beautiful, wonderful mother mm-hmm. to two fabulous sons. You and your husband have a, have a um, a very loving and very supportive family, and I think that's part of what you're trying to to share share with them is what you're trying to share with other families. Yeah. So what is it about um, maybe your life these days that you're most excited about and enjoy in your interaction with the community?
1: I mean, I think you mentioned the boys, and we have a son that's about to graduate from high school, and it is blowing my mind, and I know it's blowing yours too. (laughs) Everybody else. I mean, the other thing about not being super good about the website photos is that I believe today you could still go on the Albuquerque Involved website and see Joshua at seven years old, um, and he's about to graduate from high school um yeah
0: okay. he'll love mental that note. mental note really Embar- pictures. that's
1: right embarrassing pictures of Joshua um I don't know I kind of think we need to put the baby pictures up right so there's this group of you know 30 kids <laughs> basically that have been raised to think that that's what they do on the weekends um and I will use that story right so yeah. so Josh um you know went last summer wanted to He's like, I'm gonna get a job. Um, So, you know, we talked about all the things. And it's funny that you say that because I think about all the things we do to make sure that it's easy for people to do what they wanna do. Uh And truly, my things with him were okay. Even though you have a driver's license, it should probably be somewhere that you could get to really quickly. It could probably be somewhere that you don't have to be there super early or super late, right? Set yourself up for success. Let's get there. (laughs) Um, And so he went to bus tables at Mm Duran's, a place that you and I have eaten many times while he has um, served us or picked up after us. Mm -hmm. He came home after the first day and he goes, oh, it's just like volunteering except I got paid. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I love that. And I was like, whoa, we did it. <laughs> um, but right, so if I can get that from every teenager yes. um, and adult. adult person, everybody um, who thinks that that's really sort of the threshold, which is you should be getting up and doing something for somebody else <laughs> every Saturday, whether you get paid or not. Um, so mm-hmm. so that's what we're doing. Just the idea that, and I think you've done a really good um job this morning of helping me focus on this which is how do we make it part of our everyday right Mm -hmm. how do we make part of whether it's sharing what you know whatever money you have with somebody else whatever food you have with somebody else whatever time you have with somebody else um and so i do um you know one of the other volunteer projects it's not really a project but one of the volunteer things that i did last year that i'm not doing right now because of the legislative session but um is working with the organizations here in Albuquerque that help women who come from other states to seek reproductive care Mm -hmm. in New Mexico. Um, New Mexico has a lot to be proud of, and that is very much at the top of my list. Mm -hmm. We're not at the top of a lot of lists, but we're at the top of that one. Um, and, And again, that idea of I didn't really have to, we, we think we're gonna have to make this huge sacrifice to help somebody who needs something from us, and mm-hmm. it's just not true. Um, and so to to sign up to pick up women from the airport who were flying in from various cities in Texas um, to receive abortions in Albuquerque mm-hmm. um, is something that we can't always do it because it's not always something that's, it was the easiest, fastest, most impactful thing I did. Yeah. With my whole day, I mean, I kind of felt like that was it. I can do nothing (laughs) for the rest of the day. Um, Because really without taking any, literally less than an hour out of my own day, costing Mm -hmm. me no money, costing me very little time and very little effort, um, you can make a huge impact and and help someone at a critical moment. And I think that that is just something that we need to think about kind of in there our everyday. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to be this big, amazing, remarkable thing. Yeah. Um, it just has to be something that we are able to do and sort of integrate into what we're doing on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And and that's how the kids see that that's what you're supposed to be doing and that's how everybody around you right. sort of sees that that's how we yeah. connect and get, us, get everybody mm-hmm. kind of closer to the same starting line.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and also the the people that you're touching maybe in that one hour of your day. They'll never forget that experience and the impact that you made on improving their situation. And it, it might be driving somebody. It might be volunteering for anything else. Right. But those people will remember that somebody uh, did what they could.
1: Sure. And if that just doesn't have anything to do with me, that just has something to do with hoping that people get that the world is not as bad of a place as maybe they thought it was. And that's hard. Um, and that's really that's hard. hard. And that's really hard. So that's really it, right? Mm-hmm. When you talk about the, is there some recognition that I'm looking for? Yes, I'm looking for the recognition that even though somebody doesn't know sort of who I am or what I am or what we are or what we're doing, that whoever we have helped just acknowledges that it happened. Not even to anyone, but right. just that, they, that it did happen, right? Mm-hmm. That they didn't have to... Um, Or that that organization didn't have to call one more person to show up that day, right? Mm -hmm. That we've made somebody's day easier. Mm -hmm. And that's how you make lives easier, (laughs) by making days easier, right? It's a ripple effect. Or snowball, both. Yes.
0: Yeah. And and I might have to say this one more time, but with the recognition thing, that's one of the, one of your superpowers is that you are capable of doing so much work behind the scenes that we might not know enough about what you're doing, but so much, um, productivity comes out of, um, just, just your compassion really It does. And and it's, yeah, it's, it's not easy to to see unless somebody's really paying attention. And I want to give you a lot of kudos for the work that you do behind the scenes, whether you're driving or right there, you're on an email or whether you're making phone calls or whether you're, harassing me about posting something on Instagram it's appreciated well thank you I appreciate you posting the things on Instagram (laughs) Um, so what else is it about Um, like maybe I mean I think the trajectory like we're talking about the philanthropy and and what you're trying to teach the boys and to provide an example for not just them but other families and individuals about um, learning to integrate this into whatever their life looks like whatever life they're curating for themselves Mm -hmm. Um, Albuquerque Involved has a relatively new to us program called Albuquerque um, Involved Mentees. Yes. And we call it Short uh, Aimers. Yes. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about that and the, the perspective of why we integrated that into our in the program. So
1: it started, as a lot of nonprofit things do, we just didn't, somebody else couldn't do it anymore and we didn't want it to die because right. it was a great idea, um, right? So this came from... Um, the brilliant Sarah Newman who used mm-hmm. to be at Ronald McDonald house right. um, and she um, and Christian Reutfer came up with the um, Ronald McDonald house I think they were called ambassadors that was one of the first thing we yeah. changed like yeah. um, and it was um, and the it was it's very similar in the same kind of you know, 20 15 to 20 high school kids. Um, sophomores and juniors. Mm -hmm. And at the time, um, you know, they came and it was really just a project of Ronald McDonald House. So they spent time um, working with the families there, cooking at Ronald McDonald House um, and spending their time there. And they met once a month and Mm -hmm. and worked with Sarah. And when Ronald McDonald House had to shift away from that program, she called me and said, do you want a high school program? Mm -hmm. I was like,
0: sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, And so we have continued to do that through the pandemic on Zoom, um, but also are able to get them back in person volunteering. Um, and so it has changed since then. It is open to high school students, um, nine through 12, mm-hmm. um, multiple years of participation are encouraged. Right. Um, and we are now, the program is now underwritten with its own $10,000 grant, so um, which is a yearly uh, gift from doctors Nancy Croker and Joe Gorvetsian, who are just the embodiment of Albuquerque involved, they're like, Ooh, that seems like something we could solve by doing this. Let's do mm-hmm. that. Right. Um they really are you know we'll write that little check. we'll show up and do that. we'll do it um so very much along our um same same philosophy, um and so the high schoolers are able to um, put out and read and select a grant applicant. Um, They can give away the money in any way they want, uh, one $10,000 grant, two $5,000 grants. Um, It's interesting in the couple of years since last year, they really were... Um, paying attention to giving it away in a larger amount Mm. Um, they have started to comment on you know a thousand dollars isn't what it used to be to a nonprofit, Um, and i think that's very very true i mean Mm. they have to buy the same groceries we go to buy and it's they're feeding hundreds of people so it is um so they're seeing that um and so we they get to see how to sort of go through and look at philanthropy from that perspective um, and then we talk with them about the problems or the issues that they see in Albuquerque and how we can go, sort of tackle them, really sort of physically, right? Let's talk about giving a grant to this organization. Let's talk about going to do a um, a volunteer project at this organization. Right. Let's talk about doing a drive. Um, and so getting them when they're that young, I mean, they think they're just putting it on their college application, but haha, they're secretly learning <laughs> that the world doesn't have to be a terrible place.
0: Yeah, and that they have agency.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been very impressed with their choices. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been impressed with the things that they have chosen to fund. Um, with the what
0: was it this last year I think there was three of
1: them so there was three so they gave to uh, r- all right so the recognition of the problem of domestic violence and the homelessness and that is created by domestic violence as really one of the things that they were able to recognize and wow. giving away money this year yeah. yeah um I swear I didn't tell them they really <laughs> figured it out um so they gave um, their money to Saranom Um, which if you're not familiar is an organization um, that houses single parent families who are experiencing homelessness, usually through um, domestic violence and it provides educational support and support to the whole family. Um, And then they gave to a new scholarship program Um, that is, um, was started by, is is very much like a family foundation, which is, again, a little different for Mm. our group. Um, But it's a family foundation that created a scholarship um, for a loved one um, who died from domestic violence, um, who was killed by her partner, um, and was never able to realize sort of her higher education goals. Mm. Um, And so it's a scholarship for people who are emerging from that situation and looking for a way to get some education and go on to the next thing.
0: They're hitting me in all the fields. I know.
1: And teenagers I'm so proud of them. and teenagers <laughs>
0: gave to this. Yeah. So
1: Wow.
0: And there was another one, uh was it Trans Resource Center? That was last year, was but last so year. last year they're, um,
1: So yeah, but they've given to Locker Five Hundred Five, right. right? So they get it's. It's I think spectrum. it's, it's a spectrum. But I think your point is the point that you're making about this year is so interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because they've given to Transgender Resource Center, which is wonderful and fabulous. But they also know that there is something about them that is being served in that way, right? Mm-hmm. Transgender Resource Center serves teens. Locker 505, which is a student clothing bank, serves, again, you know, most of these kids are in need of those services, but they are aware that other kids at their school are. So things that were very sort of close to them and familiar to them, um, and, you know, these aren't. And so the fact that they're able to really look
0: outside themselves, which teenagers aren't generally good at doing, Mm -hmm. so... So. Yeah, I think, and a couple of the board members are active in that, in that, leading that group, and I think uh, the the reason why students have been coming back is because of that type of um, camaraderie is being built, that they're learning together, and they're they're part of a community that's totally separate from all the different schools they represent. Definitely,
1: and that was one of the, you know, that was certainly one of the goals, and still is the main goal, which is to have um You know, I think that I think the secret, unspoken, holy grail goal is two kids from every
0: high school in town. Oh yeah, I love that. Um,
1: So yeah,
0: and the other unspoken goal to them maybe is that we want them to continue on the trajectory into college or or community college or into their workplaces, some version of their problem solving skills to to or volunteerism, right? And philanthropy,
1: right? And just this idea that it's not you know, you know, we talk about the things that I do and so I also volunteer um for one of our state legislators but I would never and I look at her all the time I'm like oh my god why are you doing this I mean you and I both have said this to her it's a lot lot and it it feels so unfixable Mm -hmm. and it feels so big and it feels so removed from kind of the daily things that we see when we do Mm -hmm. this and so I think there's something much more um it's like the best kept secret that if people would just come volunteer and see that you really you're really like, oh, <laughs> that happened and now it's better, right? That it can be done on such a micro scale mm-hmm. um, and the impact in how you feel at the end of the day, how the person that you helped feels at the end of the day, mm-hmm. how the nonprofit leader who didn't have to do it herself feels. <laughs> um, so all of those things yeah. um, and teaching that as early as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, Because it's those little things that really make a difference. And I think that sometimes the big things can be too overwhelming,
0: too unsolvable. Mm. You can't feel, you can't, and it's easier to remove yourself if it feels that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think so much of this is because you've been so involved for so long is sort of an intrinsic knowledge in you and you're doing your very best to sort of get it out in the world. And people like me and others on our board and and people around you are looking to you for so much. Uh, How do I do life? And also how do I help others? And, and, you know, you're, you're you're not only active, but you're providing a, an emotional example for us. And so I want to acknowledge how supportive you are of the people in your life. Uh, and clearly me is one of mm. them. So I wonder, be, it might not always even feel like you're doing so much lifting, but from the outside looking in, it looks like you're a very hard worker and very active all the time doing something and taking care of others, so many other people, your family members in addition. How is it that you sort of come back to a sense of self, of Shana, where she can not even worry about the next day, but what, what do your quiet moments of gratitude look like? And peace and rest. <laughs> well, just that I get
1: to do these things, mm. right? That just, that I, that I don't have two jobs, that I don't have three jobs, that I don't have to, um, that everything doesn't have to be about Survival. I mean, there are so mm-hmm. many people that mm-hmm. are experiencing and now more than ever um, that every day is about making sure they have the rent paid or food on the table and things like that for their kids. Um, and it's really just about the, and it's purely luck. It is purely luck that, that, do that I am able to do this. And so I can't imagine not doing it and taking that for granted. Um, and so I think that, that is what I think about.
0: Yeah. Well, and also I don't, I don't know that, I think you know that you're not alone in this, right? You're uh, not, you're not the only person right. spinning the plates. Right. You do this in partnership and that kind of makes it possible.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think I don't ever, you know, if you know me, I don't usually say it that like this. I usually say it more of in a, you know, this is so easy. I don't know why everybody doesn't do it. Or it's not that, you know, that it is, it is very accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, and so to, to be able to, and why would you not, I guess is the other thing that make, that Mm -hmm. I think about, um, which is typically more how I would say something, which is why would you not, if you have the luck and privilege to have the time and energy and space to do things for people who can't right now, why would you not, why would you be
0: doing anything Mm -hmm. else? maybe that's the other superpower you have is asking the questions that that people need to hear maybe <laughs> and being real articulate <laughs> towards people that need to 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 learn about it um but with a sense of compassion yes. if you will that's right yeah so we only have a couple more minutes and i want to be able to sure be sure that you um are leaving this space with a sense of you know what you know is there a message i think i f- i feel like with this whole thing has been a message of you saying why would you not why would you not um, but also, what do you what do you want people to sort of know about Albuquerque that you have figured out that you wish other people knew? And um, what's the best way to get involved?
1: I feel like Albuquerque, I think about the size of Albuquerque a lot. And I guess not in just the how many people live here, but how many people are living here experiencing a particular thing and how many people have the ability to. It just seems very doable. And I said this Mm -hmm. to you earlier, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like we have our arms around it. We just are sometimes, we have analysis paralysis sometimes in Albuquerque mm -hmm. where we're like, is this the best thing to do? I don't know, but let's try it and see if it works. And Mm -hmm. then let's at the same time, try three other things that might also work, Mm -hmm. but let's try them all at the same time and figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think that that's one of the things about Albuquerque is that people are um, I think it's a night, right. We all know each other. There's enough connection. Um, there's enough sharing. People don't seem, oh, maybe I won't say that. I was going to say people don't seem to be very territorial, but that may be not true once in a while. Right. But that we are sort of able to get out of our own way and and Mm -hmm. just say, well, let's do this. And this sort of unrelenting love for Albuquerque, um, I mean, and you know, I'm a Texan. We have ridiculous state mottos about how much we love each other. I mean, we wanted to be our own country, right? And so I get that pride. And, but Albuquerque is sort of unique in that way, in that it's like we know we have stuff to do, but we need to work on it, and let's all work on it together. Um, and I think that that is one of the things that I feel like I see a lot here.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that, and, and I think that we can work on it together in a number of ways, namely getting involved in Albuquerque Involved. Yes. <laughs> how would they do that? call
1: me and ask. No, just kidding. Um, But that is how most people do. You're very reachable. I am very reachable. Send me a text message. Ask me what you want to do. Um, I'll find something for you to do. Um, Our website, again, I feel old when I say things like this, but our website has a calendar of all of our events. Um, It also has information about where the grant money is going Mm -hmm. every month Mm -hmm. um, and social media put on by our brave and intrepid Mariah Harrison. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll usually link you to, so we're on Facebook and we're on Instagram. Right. Right. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the thing about it. Um, to find sort of what we're doing, where we're volunteering in the community. And and we could talk for another 30 minutes or hour and a half about how yeah. volunteering has changed. Right. We started talking about that a little bit last mm-hmm. night about what nonprofits learned during the pandemic, about how to use volunteers and how to be a volunteer. Right. So we could talk for a whole nother mm-hmm. half an hour about that because there's a, you don't have to leave your house to be a volunteer anymore. So right. if yeah. you look it up, we'll find a way to. So look on the website. That's where all of our um, okay. grant activity uh, and our calendar for service events are.
0: Perfect. I appreciate that so much. Shana, again, thank you so much for for your heart and your work and your time today. It sounds to me like we'll have you back. Thank you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. All right. Thank you. And to everybody who joined us today, thank you so much. We hope you come back to hear another ABQ accent.